Sharon and me, Kathy. And we, yeah, last week we interviewed Janet Torge, who has nurtured the concept of radical rest homes for the last 50, 30 years. It's been her baby and she has rocked this baby. Um, and it really, it's a fascinating talk. We're going to get to it in a minute, but for me, I think myself and many, many people have got together with friends and said, when we're old and alone, let's get together and live together and um, just find some like-minded people to make a home. This, in a nutshell, is Janet's, um, her life uh, work at the moment is providing a recipe for people to achieve this shared living. So, and Sharon, what did you think of it? What What did you come away with? Well, I love her idea. I mean, I, when I read the principles, she has four main principles of the idea. I thought, you know, this is this is exactly what I would like as I as I age to be able to go and and co house co live with uh, with friends of mine, uh, support other people, and. Um, and and be supportive of other people uh and i think it it's it's really an appropriate time because baby boomers of course are now aging and will soon be ready for different alternative type living arrangements and i just i'm very excited about the idea and uh i i just you know i'm 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 waiting till the models come out. Let's put it that way. And and I I would really love to be part of building um, something that is a model. Um, and I think that it's and the possibilities are actually endless. Ronya, what what is your thoughts? I also found um, Janet's interview very inspiring. And um, I'm always, uh, I was always a people person and I used to like living in groups when I was younger before I got married. I actually lived in a uh, situation with eight other people for a short while. Um, but it's very different when you're in your 20s and it'll be very different when we're in our 70s and 80s and beyond. The needs we have and the care we need is very different. So it's great to have a model that we're gonna have the, um, uh, the fun of being with our friends, but there's other things that we need. And this is why this uh, radical rest home philosophy is so interesting, is that it's going to meet the needs that we have with government intervention. Okay. And now we've got you all excited to hear what Janet has to say. So let's uh, roll the tape of the interview with Janet. She's a fascinating, lively person. Hello, everyone. Uh, we're back with another podcast on uh, how exploring the concepts for housing for seniors in Montreal West. We're not limiting it to Montreal West, but uh, that is our home and our focus. Uh, today we have Janet Torge with us, and she is famous for uh, the 
the um, phrase radical rest homes. It's been her passion for 30 years now. And um, I think we'll let her describe it a little bit. Janet, can you tell us what radical rest homes means? Yeah, radical rest homes is, um, I took the word because 30 years ago, uh, my friends and I started uh, visiting rest homes to see our, our parents and our aunts and uncles and our grandparents. And it was back, you know, it was back when we were like young boomers, I would say. And we went to, to visit and we said, oh my God, we do not want to end up here. We just don't want to be in these places. And so we started talking about radical rest homes. And at the time, uh, like this was in the mid 70s, I would say, or late 70s. At the time, we said, well, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to go and find one of these places. We're going to kick out the management and we're going to take it over. And, you know, we'll have one room, a music room. We'll have a pot smoking room. We'll have, you know, a card playing room. We'll just take the thing over and have a good time. We'll do our own cooking need anybody to cook for us so that's how it started and I mean I talked about it for a long time everybody else sort of gave up and did other things but I couldn't get rid of this idea I just thought it was you know what we should do so the idea has really changed a lot over the time as you can imagine um we're not into you know taking over a place and kicking out the management <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's more like we're going to build these places ourselves. So at the moment, it's um, the concept, Radical Rest Homes, is uh, a co-living or home sharing idea where a small group of seniors, uh, and there is a variation on the theme, but I'll get back to it. A small group of seniors take over a house and rent it and live together and share the expenses. And if you take over a house and rent it, it's actually very affordable. Not in the, I have to say, definition of that everybody is using for affordable now, which is 20% of marketplace, of market uh, value, which of course is not affordable. Like if everything has gone up so much and 20% lower is not affordable. This is actually affordable. So that was, that's the idea basically. And um, so over the last, I would say it's now about uh, 10 or 12 years, I've been giving workshops and in fact, there's one coming up soon, but I've been giving workshops to people where the main focus is, okay, if you don't wanna go into a residence, what are you gonna do? Like, where are you gonna go? How are you gonna do this? And, uh, that, and that has allowed us to sort of talk about a new way of uh, aging in place, which is not isolation in your house, but an aging in place idea where there's support around you. Um, then I'll just say one more thing and then you can grill me on what I've just said. Um, that 
when when I've been talking, when I've been going through the the workshops and people, it was like for the last 10 years, it's been like a focus group, really, uh, over 10 years. And the idea has kind of changed a bit. And one of the things that keeps coming up is we don't really want to just live with old people. That's one of the things we don't like about residences is that it's a whole bunch of old people in one place. And you can feel it a lot of times when you walk into a residence, you kind of slow down the minute you walk in and you start shuffling a bit, right? Because that's the atmosphere. And so we started thinking a little more about, okay, well, if, if seniors are gonna live together, maybe they should have some young people in it as well. Uh, maybe there should be, maybe they should be doing something together. Like it's not just a bunch of old bodies in a room, you know, it could be seniors that have a project. And so then projects started happening. Okay, well, you know, we'll have four seniors live together and then we'll have an immigrant family come in and we'll help them get established in this new country and help them find a place and talk to them about, you know, their kids and where they can go to school. And then they'll leave and another immigrant family will come in. So that's one idea. The other idea is you would put a group of seniors together who share an interest, who share a passion, dogs and cats, animal lovers. And then they might have a young veterinarian student live with them so that they could pass on their knowledge in that way. Or you would have a group of seniors who are um, entrepreneurs who have built up businesses over, the, over their lives. And they would have a young entrepreneur come in and they would mentor that person. So it's, it's kind of like reestablishing what we do with our housing as we age. That we're not just when we get to be like my age, when we get to be like 75, we're not just aging bodies that are put into a place to take care of. That we actually have, we still have something to say to people. We still have things to pass on. And we still have, you know, a life, a full life that we can share with each other. And we don't really need management. Like, I'm sorry, but we've all managed a lifestyle for the last like 50 years or so. We go into a residence and we're managed. We can't cook, they cook for us. We're like, we're looked at as, uh, okay, what is the health of this body here? So where are we gonna put this body? So it's more like just allowing us to be people and allowing us to age gracefully. So this is what I'm trying to get off the ground. As you might imagine, uh, a lot of the people who are building residences and organizing are not happy with me. They do not like me around because I just, I, I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm very open about what I think about what they're doing. And that's where all the money is going to because there are so many boomers coming down the pike and all they see is we've got to get more and more big towers in there so we can have 300 units 
so that we can put all these old people, you know, we have housing for all these old people. So anyway, I'm trying my best. And uh, I think in the next maybe year, year and a half, we might have some prototypes out there for people. So I'll leave it at that. That's, you know, now you can grill me. <laughs> okay, first question. Uh, yes. When I, I think it's wonderful, I really do. And I must say that we have friends who we sit there and think, yeah, we need to buy a big house, all move in together and um, yeah, we're gonna have fun. And and this was a group of musicians, so we were all going to well. There you go, music, yeah. and I'll have that common interest. And we even had our house picked out, but they're not interested in selling. Anyways, uh, I think it all the one of the first stumbling blocks is ownership of the um, the house or whatever. Right. And okay. do you have any ideas on that? Oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> um, well, I have to say that I am particularly focused on uh, rentals that we would find, uh, we would either find a, uh, a place that, uh, that had rentals or a big house that, that the owner wanted to rent and we would do it. I'm mostly focused on rentals because um, I'm looking for people, for seniors who really can't, who don't have equity. I'm really focused on affordable housing for people that don't have it. If you have equity, there are lots of things. You have more opportunities. There are co-housing co uh, projects are more and more building up in Montreal, in Quebec, across the country. And that's where everybody puts in their equity and buys into, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, well, there's going to be one in Lachine called Village Urbain, which is it's co-housing. You buy your you buy your condo, your small condo, but there's lots of common space, and it's very uh, it's it's multi generational. So those kind of projects are uh, are going along. So you and your friends, you know, you could go out there and and buy into that and that is that will not seem at all like a residence that will seem like a co-housing you guys would all be in charge of it, it it's sort of like a cooperative except it's not it, it's it's a cooperative minus the bureaucracy um but i'm really focused on large houses where people who don't have equity can actually have an alternative housing situation as well and there are hardly any of these it's all it's all it's all buying in and which i think is is a bit of a i mean i just don't think it's fair i think people who don't have money should also have options so so i mean in your case your your group of friends i mean you could go and look at village Arbane. And you could live close together. No, I'm I'm serious. It's a really beautiful project, but it is it is an equity project. Sorry. Yeah. So, but so you would like the government to own city? You know, this is this is the this is the part that we're trying to figure out right now. Yeah. Is who is going to own the house? Is it an investor who has a sort of a 
you know, a community bent, would like to give back to the community? Is it, I'm working with a group now that we're trying to figure this out. Yeah. Who owns the house? Uh, it could just be a regular owner who has a house available and we would just rent it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it could, it could just be like that, but we're trying to, that's what we're, and that's why it's taken so long to get this one off the ground is that it had at one point radical rest homes was going to, to, uh, to own them. But of course, of course we have no money. But in any case, we would have to be backed by somebody. So we're still looking through all of those options. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you consider, let's say, a house, uh, even $3,000 rental, which is, you know, like a nice big house. But if you had uh, six individuals in there, then that's uh, $500 a month rent. And I know. Well, that's it. And the, there, I mean, there are a couple of things like um, what we're trying to do is find uh, find a place where everybody has their own bedroom and then there's shared living spaces. So there's shared kitchen, dining room, living room, hopefully other rooms so that when people come to visit you, you don't always have to go up to your bedroom and visit, you know, there might be another, another room, uh, a guest room in case people have family coming in, that sort of thing. Um, and we're looking, what we're looking for is rent plus all utilities, everything but food has to come up to about a thousand or $1,100. So that usually means a fairly big house because you're going to need, I don't know, you're going to need maybe, and I think you need like five, at least five or six people living together to make it work. Yeah. Only in terms of numbers, like three is not a good number to live together. You know, you need more than that in terms of decision making and problem solving and support and that kind of thing. So that's what we're looking at. And Montreal is a great place to do this because there are all these huge houses from, you know, old Catholic families that had, you know, a thousand bedrooms in their house for all the kids. So we've got a lot of, of, of good real estate to look at. Also in Montreal, you have so many triplexes, like, like uh, you've got uh, separate flats, but if you have, you know, the whole block, you can put a lot of people in. You there. can put a lot of people in, but you've got to remember that there are stairs all the way oh, up. Yeah. Now, I've always seen stairs as old people's exercise. Exactly. But I am one to tell you that I now live on the second floor and I'm having increasing problems with my legs. Mm -hmm. And what happens is you don't go out. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you, you find ways so that you don't have to go out. I mean, you could go down, it's no problem, but you don't go out because you know you're going to have to go up. Yeah. So, you know, we have to take all those things into account too. It's, it's not, uh, triplexes, I don't think are, well, triplexes could work if you had intergenerational. Yeah. But the problem is that when you have three floors it's not as, you're not as much living together. 
the idea the, the idea is shared living. So you yeah. really do need a house where you can have stairs inside and stuff, but that you have a dining area, a common dining area, a common kitchen, you know, a common living room where you can watch TV, play cards and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, that's super, that's super. Well, where did I have? <laughs> um, I can't have answered all your questions. It's impossible. Yeah, no. Uh, well, but you have actually answered quite a few of them. But um, I'm thinking that uh, your your baby boomers. Uh, well, I I see one problem with this. I got to be the devil's advocate. Oh, please. Is that the age difference between 75 and 10 years 85 is kind of uh you change more in those 10 years than any right. other 10 year period in your right. life so um, the idea would not be that everybody who moves in together they're all 75 years old mm -hmm. because then what's going to happen is you're all going to be 95 or the other thing that's going to happen is after about 85, people are gonna die off. And so what you're gonna have is probably, you know, a group that, you know, goes to memorial services like every year, you know, it's not. So you, the range of people living together has to be much longer, it has to be that. Which is another reason why I like the idea of adding a young component in there or the family, because what happens then is that the comings and goings are often for positive reasons instead of just death. So if you have an immigrant family moving there moving in and you're helping them to get settled and then they leave that's a positive leaving as opposed as opposed to a death so that that i really like that dynamic i think it's better than you know than people die the other problem is if you only have people of the same age living together there the a lot of them are going to need help so everybody's going to be helping everybody else there's, you know, and at some point it may be that everybody has like leg problems, you know, or whatever is going on. And it would just, it, it just wouldn't work. You would need, then you probably would need somebody like a nurse moving in mm -hmm. to that. But possible, possible when you've it's got. All, that is possible. But the other, the idea that I see is that seniors when they're living together in smaller groups there's kind of a you can do a kind of a mutual support thing you probably don't need nurses all the time because you can pay it forward with each other and help somebody has a hip replacement they come back home you can help you can help them get around you don't need to put them in some sort of you know uh what do you call this? Not chronic care, but you know, the rehab type. Rehab, place. thank you. You don't mm -hmm. have to go to rehab. You can just come home and we can help each other, help that person get through the next little while while they're healing. 
So it's, you know, I can see, I mean, I can see you probably will need some nursing care coming in from time to time. But it won't be like, it'll be nursing care in a different way. Not only that, but home nursing can come in and they've got a group of people to deal with, not just one. So you're using your resources more efficiently as well. Yeah, but um, the idealistic part of me hopes that we move closer to the 15 minute cities where everything is more concentrated and that they will maybe build houses like maybe take 12 15 people a new house everything perfectly lined up and people will want to live in something like that you, um, that's true but the problem with your idea <laughs> is that efficiency of scale is not is something that developers and construction companies want that's why they build 300 units yeah efficiency of scale it's it's a lot cheaper for them and they make a lot more money so also the cost of pro uh, property but we have to change a lot of things in i know places. but i mean it, all the um all the housing experts right now are i mean they do not want to build any uh single family dwellings yeah and we're look for this kind of project you're looking at single family dwellings right i mean large single family dwellings but single family yeah. dwellings nonetheless although with the people that we're talking to some of them have said you know what just take over a floor of an apartment house mm -hmm. so that everybody on that floor is part of a radical rest home and you tear down one apartment and make it common space so that's another thing that could happen. That is a good idea. Yeah, no, they're... Oh, let me tell you, if somebody gave me money, I have lots of things to do. <laughs> yeah, you. all you need for that is a group of people who um, will put in the rent for one extra unit divided among six people. Yes, yes. Yeah, or you could get some kind of government subvention for this kind of thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it still it has to be affordable and this is yeah. this is the this is the big uh, question mark or the big puzzle that we have to figure out is how to make it affordable. And um I it it amazes me that I can't talk the government into this because mm -hmm. the stats are that most seniors cannot afford residence living. And so the government has to put in money to help them. Mm -hmm. And it, what's happened is the stats are that the government puts in about $10,000 a month per person to keep seniors in residences. It's actually, strangely enough, it's the same amount of money they pay for prisons. A prisoner costs $10,000 a month as well. So they're using all, they're like just burning up all this money to put seniors into these places. The developers and construction people are making a pile and none of us are happy. 
Yeah. So, I mean, but you know, that's the 21st way to live, 21st century way to live. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it doesn't. Oh, the dollars. <laughs> the dollar, that's that's ridiculous. They should at least fund uh, three or four prototypes to see if this would work. Right, right. Well, that's what we're trying. I think we will get the prototypes off the ground this year. Good. So Good. Three, three oh. or four different types, like in an apartment building, in a house, uh, you know, all different sort of different types. That's what I'm hoping we can get done this year. Okay. And how, how big would each of these... Uh... Do you see you know like i don't know it depends, it depends on, well it depends on the place right yeah it's going to depend on the place for me i think it's like between between five and maybe eight mm -hmm. it would always be between five and eight and no more than eight it gets a little wieldy in terms of um uh decision making and problem solving and you know clicks and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. so i think between five and eight people living yeah. together ladies any questions ah. Bronya. <laughs> yeah i have a question um hearing you talk about the homes what comes to my mind is what is the difference between the home, these homes, and something like a situation with the Golden Girls that we grew up watching on TV, where at the time it seemed there were a bunch of, you know, older ladies with one of them with her mother, and they were living together yeah. um, somewhere in Florida, I think. But whatever, um, like a casual, a few people getting together to live together. No difference. No difference. I'm just trying to organize them, but uh, there's, and I just saw today, interestingly enough, in Peterborough, there's a project now called Older, Older Ladies Living Together. <laughs> and that, that's exactly what it is. It's no, it really is no difference, except there might be a few men thrown in for good measure. Mm -hmm. um, but no, there isn't any difference. That's exactly what it is. I think the Golden Girls, I think they all had money. That might make a difference a bit. But uh, no, that's exactly what it is. There is in the States a project called the Golden Girls. Um, the difference, and I met with this woman. She was really nice. I went down to see her. And she, um, the only difference is in the States, there's one woman that uh, owns the house and everybody else lives with her. Yeah. So, and there have been some problems with that, right? <laughs> like there's somebody in charge. Mm -hmm. uh, and she and I talked a little bit about that. And I said, well, you know, I really think that all the people living together should be on the same level. And she says, she told me, she says, well, that's not how we do it in the States. <laughs> there has to be someone in charge <laughs> so I said well okay uh but there's but otherwise there's no difference yeah it's co-living or home sharing it's all the same thing 
And what about people's independence and abilities as, you know, we're, if you're looking from the ages of 75 onward, um, people naturally tend to decline in their abilities and independence. Um, how does the, the group cope with that or how is it determined? Are there criteria for people even coming into the house in the first place? Like, do you have to be able to self-care? Um, well, I mean, I think that each group will, will, uh, will figure that out. I mm -hmm. don't think it, like the one thing that's really clear for me about radical rest homes is that the people who live together are in charge. So they will, and one of the things that we're going to do is have, I have designed a workshop that's 10 weeks long that will allow groups to find themselves, okay? So that they will, will go through all these things about living together and all of that. And what I say is, it, okay, this workshop is for you to find your five or find your six. And you do that by hearing how other people want to live together. Okay. So that, so you get, that's how you get a compatible group, you know, or a group comes and says, we're all friends. We want to live together. Okay. That's good. But then you teach people how to make decisions together, solve problems together. That's the kind of, of it's not management. It's just kind of helping you because you know we've lived by ourselves and our you know in our families or sometimes just by ourselves you have to learn to make decisions together when if you're going to live this way uh and i mean you know you can't just be thrown in and say okay have a good time so that would be the kind of help that we would have people make and they would themselves decide uh who can be in the group like it's for the people who live there to decide who can be in the group. And as they age, they'll find out how they can help each other when they need more help to come in when they don't. This is it's 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 putting your it's putting your life and the lives of those close to you back into your own hands. And I mean, you know, finding care to come into a house where there are five or six people living together will not be difficult. It's not like trying to get a caretaker to come and see one person at a time. Anyway, all that, these are things that I figure, I don't think there's anything wrong in figuring these things out as you go along. Like at least we're doing the figuring out. We're not having somebody come in and tell us how to do it. Does that make you feel at all? Uh... Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Does it answer your question? Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Sharon. Yeah. Hi, Janet. Hi. Um, I was so excited to 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 hear your various interviews and. Um, and your notion of this could actually eliminate poverty. As a sociologist, I've been trying to eliminate poverty, I think most of my life. Um, and certainly in terms of seniors poverty, I think that it's, it's, a, it's certainly a very exciting and promising no, notion. Uh, the concern that I have is, how is it that we haven't been able to sell it to any of the governments 
Um, how is it that we don't, you know, that it's been hard to get the financial support to even initiate it? Uh, I know. That, that, that's, it's hard for me to believe, to be perfectly frank, especially after COVID, especially after the, isol the isolation and the devastation that seniors felt during COVID. Um, I mean, in Quebec, of course, we know people died right. they didn't, when they didn't have to. Um, how is it we can't get any government support uh, as the beginning? Obviously, it's not the only thing. And I certainly agree with you that it has to be left to the individuals who are going to form the home. But on the other hand, some initiative from, from some political parties seems hard for me to believe that. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I'm with you right there. It's hard, to me, hard for me to believe that I haven't been able to get this thing off the ground. And there are two basic roadblocks that I come up against whenever this is happening. Number one, the government doesn't take risks. At, they will not put their money into something that hasn't been tried before. It's very hard to get anything innovative off the ground unless the person that's getting it off the ground already has the confidence of the government. When it, so when you're looking at housing, the people that the government has confidence in around housing are not the people that have ideas, it's the people that build the housing or manage the housing. So it's been very hard to get in that way. That's the first thing. The second thing is that they are really, really in the pockets of the big developers and the construction companies. And there is, it's almost impossible to bring the government out of that. They just are. They look at the numbers of seniors that are going to be happening over the last next little while, and all they see are towers to put us in. And they never talk to us. It doesn't matter that none of us want to go there. And I mean, the number of people that don't want to go there is growing every year. So that's, I mean, I find it hard to believe too. We went through, this is an interesting thing. We, the, um, the housing commissioner, the, the national housing network, whatever it's called for the feds, they have this thing called a solutions lab where they put, they give money to groups that have new ideas for housing. We've gone through it twice. And I mean, it's, you know, like when we, when I say we've gone through it, I mean, we have worked night and day for like a month or six weeks to get our project in. You can imagine it has to be in a forum that is completely alien to the rest of us. So we've been through it twice. The first time we didn't, uh, we didn't get it, mostly because we just did it ourselves and you can't get through if you just do it yourselves. The second time they actually, the guy who runs the, who runs part of it really liked Radical Rest Homes and said, okay, I'm gonna give you consultants who work with us and they will help you do the project. 
So we worked with them and we got the project together and we put it in. And we didn't make it by two points. And we didn't make it because the government, in order for them to feel like uh, they've they've done a um, like a non-political decision-making thing, they get these um, uh, consultants on the panel, and it's the consultants that decide whether or not you're gonna you're gonna get accepted. And one of the consultants on our panel did not get it at all. Did not literally did not understand what we were talking about. And so when I went back and talked to the guy who was head of it, I said, what is this? And he said, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me either, but we can't do anything about it. And so that, that's the kind of thing that we've been up against. So it's not just finding a person that says, oh, this is a great project. We'll give you a bunch of money or, you know, we'll help you get it off the ground. It's not like that at all. You have to go into this rabbit hole in the government to try and try and get out the other end. And all sorts of things are happening inside the rabbit hole that you have no idea about. So that's, that's, there you go. I mean, I think, that's why I'm really, I think we're getting close to having some prototypes out there because I think once there's a prototype or some prototypes and they can see what it is, then I think that we'll be able to get the damn thing off the ground. But not just on the idea. The idea, no matter how good it is, it just, it just is not getting through. It's too small. Yeah. Well, good for you for keeping going because I know, can't believe I'm keeping going to tell you the truth. <laughs> I've had I'm by myself again. I've had two or three people come along for the ride, but they everybody gets too frustrated. So, but for some reason, I just I won't give this up until. Well, I think mostly because I want to live in one. I am not going yes. to one of those residences. <laughs> I am just not doing it. So, yeah. It's a wonderful idea. Um, I, I'm with you. I don't understand why someone hasn't said, wow, that's elementary. <laughs> Let's oh, they uh, say that all the time. You, they, you, it's not understanding why people with money don't say that. Yeah. That's, I think that's the main. That's, it's not the kind of project that's going to make you money. Although it is the kind of project, I keep thinking that a real estate, a not a developer, but an investor would want to do because you buy a house and basically the house takes care of itself. They don't have to really be a landlord no. because people are, you know, radical rest homes would be there for support. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the people who are moving in are stable uh, it's a program running it. So if somebody dies, we'll find somebody else. They don't have to do anything. So I think eventually, you know, we will find somebody. The other thing yeah. is if at $10,000 a month that the government is paying for everyone who's sitting, you know, living in a residence, yeah. um, they are, they are the ones who in the long run would save money. 
I know. That is, I know. The, that is the real irony of the situation. It is the real irony of the situation. It just, I mean, it's just, it's craziness. I know. But there, aren't there many things like that in our lives? <laughs> Too many. <laughs> Too many, I know. Well, this makes sense. Why isn't it happening? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to join your workshop. So, oh, so, so, we, so I can discuss this further at length. Then, okay, uh, so um, the other thing, if people want to join the workshop, they should just send me a note at info at radicalresthomes.com. Would you like us to publicize it at the library? Oh, yes, please. Okay. Well, yeah, that do. would be great. That well, would do. be great. Because uh, we've got lots of seniors out here. Okay, well that's great. That's we have great. A fine really, yeah, and it it really is fun. I I have no. Uh, I'm not uh, shy at all about really promoting it because we really have a lot of fun, and you really find out a lot about what seniors are thinking. You know, like what they're thinking about their lives and that kind of stuff, which. You know, we all have our own groups and our own little, you know, friends and groups and stuff. But there are so many diverse uh, seniors out there doing so many different things. And it really, I'm always shocked at, you know, how diverse a group we really are. So it's good. And, and the dates for the workshops are November 18th and 26th. Is that right? Uh, wait a minute. 26. Wait a minute. I've got, I've got Friday, November. Friday, November 18th and Saturday, November 26th. Right. From okay. 10 to four. Excellent. And that's on your, on your uh, website as well, isn't it? Well, it's, it will be on our website very soon. <laughs> if okay. anybody knows, by the way, I'm just going to throw this out. You don't have to put this on the, the, uh, on the thing, but if anybody knows, a young'un who's really good at messing around with websites. <laughs> I will hire them to uh, to help me with my website because I am just I can't do it. I just it's not the kind of thing that I can do. Uh, I can come up with the ideas. I can say how it should look, but I cannot actually do it. So I'm looking for somebody to hire on a. Uh, time to time basis when we need stuff posted and cleaned up and that kind of stuff. Okay. We will look out for you. Okay. You. That's super. But um well we we really thank you so much for your time this morning. Yes. Oh, it's always a pleasure. I love talking about radical rest homes. <laughs> it's <just> so <laughs> much fun. <laughs> oh, I hope it takes but I could see it going uh, beyond the rest home and going to, um, you know, just young professionals who, not not in the moneyed professions, but in the the gig workers and the musicians. But they do that. This is they already do that. They do it. Yes, I yeah, know. This is something that we did when we were younger. Yeah, we shared a place, and and it was our third apartment before we ever had our own washroom. Yeah, exactly exactly yeah. the washer was another thing i'll just add at the end <laughs> it always comes up okay yeah. you have to share a washroom and i was like okay listen 
if you don't want to share a washroom, you can always go into a residence. <laughs> it's one of the things that might have to happen. It's one of the things you give up in order to live better. But also, I mean, these big houses have lots of, of uh, washrooms. Like the one that we, we had one, we almost bought one in Lachine. And it had eight bedrooms and five washrooms. Wow. So there was a bit of sharing going on, but, you know, not a lot. So it's, but the washroom, you know. Because we're so used to our mod cons, as the British say. Yes, uh, yes, we are. We are. And I can, I can understand it, you know. Yeah. But still, you know, it's not, you're going to have to give up something. if you, you The know. leap of faith. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh Okay, uh, I want to pitch my um, my uh, workshops that I do. I do these workshops for people. Um, they're day long, and they're they're basically basically the question we ask is: so if you don't want to go into a residence, what are you going to do? And so we go through all the various. Uh, innovative housing things that are out there. We talk about what it means to co-share. We talk about um, what is affordable housing and what is not affordable housing. We talk about dealing with your family and making decisions as you get older. You probably, many of you probably dealt with this where you're kids have a certain idea of what you should do. And then there's your idea of what you should do. And I don't care how, I mean, even my son was just grown up with a radical mother. He still, you know, doesn't want me to climb a ladder or all sorts of things, who knows. So it's dealing with those kind of issues in your family. Um, it's looking at uh, what does affordable housing really mean? What does it cover? So they're really, and they're fun, I have to say, because they're usually about 10 people in them. And you hear all sorts of ideas from the people who are there. It's not just you getting the information. It's hearing how other people are thinking about things. So they're really fun. So I'm having, uh, we're doing two um, over the next uh, three or four weeks in just a minute because I have absolutely no memory left. Uh, I will get you, <laughs> tell you what the dates are in just a minute. Um, okay, so there's going to be one on Friday, November the 18th, and another one on Saturday, November the 26th. They're from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And we're doing them at Concordia University downtown at 1250 Guy Street, sixth floor, uh, sixth floor in the what are called the D3 offices. And the cost is 50 bucks for the day. So, and of course, if nobody can afford it, they still are welcome to come. So they have to uh, just send me a note at uh, info at radicalresthomes.com and I'll sign people up. But I really encourage people because we've had, 
I've done about 25 of these workshops over the past, I don't know, seven years or so. And uh, and they are really fun. I'm really looking for, I haven't done them for like two and a half years now. So I'm really looking forward to it as well. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. But uh, it's a great idea, great idea. And uh, we wish you well, and we thank you so much for coming. And I think we're pleasure. pretty close to an hour. Awesome. Oh awesome. my gosh. I can't <laughs> talk. <laughs> Anybody have a last question? We're good. Oh, thank you so much, Janet. So that was a super talk. I think you'll all agree. Uh, you know why we're so excited about it. Um, just a word that these podcasts are um, originating from the Montreal West Public Library on a uh, New Horizons uh, government grant. And we're having a lot of fun exploring different concepts, uh, mainly to do with aging, but we're using new technology, modern technology to uh, get our word out. And we really want to get the word out about poss other possibilities out there for housing for seniors um, going forward. And um, so I urge you all to have, have a coffee with your friends. Uh, all those friends that uh, you've known since dorm days at school or university. Um, and and um, think about it all. And we've put up some coordinates for Janet um, and her project. It's on the um, introduction to the uh, podcast. So you'll find her website, her, um, her coordinates. Um, and we urge you all to get as excited as we are. Okay, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back with another podcast soon. Okay, bye.